Welcome to the Dulce Candy Podcast. I am Dulce Candy, and some of you guys might know me as a content creator, meditation teacher, published author, or maybe that wild chapter in my life as a war veteran. Throughout these different chapters of my life, I've learned a thing or two about resilience, about finding calm amidst the chaos, and about this crazy roller coaster of a life. What is this podcast all about? We're diving deep into everything from the power of meditation, spirituality, those big aha moments that shape our journey, and everything that can bring us back into alignment so we can live a happy, healthy, and holistic life. I'm also super excited to bring on some amazing guests. Think of your most inspiring friends, the ones that have taken the road less traveled and they're living their passion. Yep, we're going to be having some beautiful heart-to-heart conversation with our beautiful amigas. Whether you're here hoping to discover more about yourself or simply looking for some real life stories and a touch of wisdom, or maybe you just need a little company during your coffee break, girl, I got you. I know that life can get messy, right? But it's also so beautiful, surprising, and full of lessons. And trust me, together we'll find the silver linings and laughter in all of it. If you're into real talks, a dose of inspiration, or just curious about how others navigate their wild journey called life, stick around. And hey, if you ever find yourself needing a moment of calm, I've got some guided meditations lined up just for you. So ready to hop on this ride with me? Then let's dive in. This is the Dulce Candy Podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to a new video. I am so happy to be back on the channel. Trust me, I have been wanting to come back. It's just that the end of the year got so hectic and I'm not about to give you guys excuses, but the reality is that I feel like I took on a little too much and I was even trying to sit down and film a video for in a podcast and I literally had nothing to say. I had zero to offer my community. And so I focused a lot of my attention on Instagram because I still love to show up. It's just that I didn't feel like I had anything of substance towards the end of the year. And I accredit that to the fact that the end of the year can be very overwhelming. And there's so many things going on, so much holiday shopping, so much of like just managing family events and relationships and all of that, that I am kind of, I'm still recovering, if I'm being honest, from the holiday season. And on top of that, the end of the year can be a very exciting time, not only because of the holidays, but also because, you know, it's kind of like the closing of a chapter and the starting of a new one, right? So we're focusing on setting goals and plans and systems and we're painting our vision boards and we're having a bigger vision of what we want 2024 to feel like that spending a lot of time even thinking about what you want in life can also be very energetically draining and that's where my energy has been so Um, I haven't been able to give myself so much. So that's one of the reasons I was so inspired to do this video was because we're going to go through some journal prompts um, inspired by the new year energy. And also yesterday was the new moon in Capricorn. Um, But I don't really tune in into the, you know, 
astrology in that sense or the themes of astrology. I know um, a little bit about like, you know, zodiac signs and things of that nature, especially Capricorn because my husband is a Capricorn. And I wanted to tune into the energy of the new moon, which signifies new beginnings. And that also um, relates to that new year energy, which is very exciting, but could also be disappointing and overwhelming. So the question is, how can we approach the new year in a healthy way that doesn't put too much pressure on ourselves. My intention this year is to live a lot more in flow with life and not feel resistance or like my beautiful friend Dr. Elizabeth taught me, not feel like I have to force things or bring things into my life using force and, you know, like trying and trying, you know. Effort, of course, is really important. Hard work is really important. You can't just sit on your butt and expect things to flourish. And I love those things. I love hard work. I mean, I truly, truly love it. I enjoy it because I know that's what it takes. And I enjoy what I, what I do. So it's pleasurable for me. And I hope it is for you guys as well. I know it is for you guys as well. For many of you guys are also um, working towards your dreams and your goals and everything. So let's begin with question number one. So make sure you grab your little blanket, your little tea or your coffee or whatever you're going to be drinking. Just cozy on up with your girl Dulce Candy and we're going to jump right into it. So prompt number one, make a list of one to five things that you are going to say no to. No with a period, not no with an explanation. You're just going to say no, and that is valid. I wanted to start with that because we can easily get caught up in the loop of saying yes to a lot of things that are not going to bring us happiness. Maybe we say yes to things out of fear, or we say things to, you know, things that are not in alignment with us. They're not going to um, take us towards the path that we're working towards. Or maybe we feel guilty or we are people-pleasing, so we tend to say yes to those situations or people. So you can say no to people or you can say no to situations that are going to drain you energetically, that are not going to bring you joy. And something that I came across several years ago, um, somewhere on the internet, don't say yes to something unless it's a hell yeah, like heck yeah, like I want to do this. If it's not that like, yes, I want to do that, then it's probably not in alignment for you. And I think it's also really important to tune into ourselves and our heart. So whenever we're faced with a decision that, you know, we're not sure what to say to that, whether we should say yes to that, Um, decision or no always tune into your heart because your heart and your body is just going to intuitively know what the right thing for you to do is so always tune in and ask yourself first and foremost if this decision is what you truly want to do and if you really want to do it if it's a yes it's going to feel peaceful it's going to make you feel calm and relaxed and if it starts to make your stomach upset or maybe you you know you feel a pressure on your chest or you have anxiety over something then it's probably not in alignment for you so our body does not lie you know our mind and our body are connected and they communicate with one another all the time so if something is off then our body is going to also let us know so it's important to tune into ourselves so we can get that right answer and i'm not talking about 
let's say someone asks you to do a presentation at work and you're terrified of public speaking and you tune in and you're like, should I do this? Um, I'm not talking about the possible fear or anxiety that you're going to feel from saying yes to something that you're afraid of doing. Even that is you're going to know in your heart, Dulce or, you know, um, Bethany, this is the right answer. This is the right answer. You need to do this regardless of the feelings that you're feeling like, you know, you need to do this so you can elevate to the next level. There's going to be a difference, uh, but there's some things that just totally feel off and that's totally okay. I think the important thing here is to honor that. So making a list of the things that you're going to say no to is going to visually allow you to see and to remind yourself. I, I, back in January, I said I was going to say no to, to these kind of things. And it's important to have that. So Let's begin the year by focusing on what we're going to say no to so that we have energy for the things that bring us happiness, joy, and expand us into the future. Now, the Capricorn season, which is happening right now in January 2024, the new moon, um, it's all about practicality and taking action and doing the work, right? So this next prompt is inspired by just that. How can I take more responsibility for my own life? One of the biggest changes that ever happened in my life was I think in 2020, I had this realization and believe it or not, I didn't have this before. So in my 30s, like 32, or something, I had the realization that I cannot blame others for the way that my life is. And that is when I took full responsibility, a thousand percent responsibility over every little thing that was happening in my life that I wasn't too happy with or the things that I was happy with, but I was focusing on a lot of areas that I just felt very unsatisfied. And I used to blame other people for my own life as if you know my husband or my co-workers or my friend or my family had anything to do with my happiness no one on this planet earth is ever going to put in the work that is required for us to achieve the things that we want to achieve yes it's important to obviously know people that are going to help you in your journey But at the end of the day, it all comes down to us, how we spend our time, what our habits are, um, who we associate ourselves with is really important. And that all comes down to self-responsibility. If you just happen to be blaming people, are you in a situation in your life right now where you are feeling like you need to blame others? Maybe it's your your boss or a coworker or a friend or your spouse or the government. Like, do you blame other people for the way that your life is? Um, and if so, it's it's fine. You know, the important thing is that we acknowledge it and we write it down so we can have the shift and be like, I don't need to blame the government for the way that my life is or my boss if I'm not happy here there's things that I can do I have the power to make the change ultimately you and I are the driving force behind our own personal growth and personal development okay so prompt number three I want you to complete this sentence I can set myself up for success by so let's take our morning routine for example right so I can set myself up for success by, and success, of course, is defined differently for many people. Maybe success to you, for me personally, success is inner peace. I need to feel inner peace. I don't need to have 
a billion dollars to be successful if I'm not going to be peaceful within. That to me is not a life that I want to live. Like I need to be peaceful at all times and that is possible, trust me. But so let's say, for example, you have a morning routine that you find to be very effective, right? Effective in a way that you're knocking things out. Like you're always just like boom, 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 just like a machine, just knocking things out. But you feel really restless inside you feel maybe like maybe you're not focusing as much as you want to and maybe the things that you're doing even though you're doing a lot of things they're really not making a shift in your life so here is where we're going to start to set up ourselves for success by really thinking what is it that I truly need what does my body need what does my mind need Where can I be best of service where there is no ego involved? What are the changes that I need to make in my mindset so I can be a more positive, optimistic person? Have I been feeling pessimistic and negative? Have I been consuming a lot of media that has me feeling like maybe I'm not enough or like the world is a dangerous place? And so maybe you're having a lot of restless dreams or nightmares because of that nature. So we really have to focus on discipline and really putting things into place that are going to help us flourish in the most beautiful and healthy way. All right, let's go on to the next prompt. I will connect with nature in the following ways. Let's make a list. Now, I wanted to include this prompt because in the hustle and bustle of the new moon energy, the new year energy, the Capricorn energy of being practical and everything, there tends to be an imbalance and we start to shift into just doing and not enough being, right? We're not here. We're focused on our never-ending to-do list. So I find that when we reconnect back to who we truly are, which is nature, things become a lot easier. We start to relax our shoulders a little bit more. We start to enjoy our life a little bit more and we enjoy the journey, right? And we often hear that the most important element in this whole entire process of achieving things is the journey. It's not really the end goal because that's truly where you're doing all of the learning and experiencing life. And oftentimes that end goal, when you reach it, maybe it's not as glamorous as you thought it would be, but it's also just a moment, right? So I've had that experience in my early 20s whenever I finally like launched a product or did a special, you know, collab or something like that. And we had this big event. That event was like the epitome, the peak event, the big, the highlight where the goal was met. We were at the top of the mountain and literally the next day or even after the party, I would go home feeling like, what now? Like I would feel like I just came down from the hill and I'm like back at the bottom, like what now? And that's when I realized the importance of not striving for the end goal per se, not making that like the big moment, but enjoying the beautiful journey because that's what it truly is all about. You know, sometimes we feel like um, oftentimes the goals that we have are not going to look anything like the goals that, you know, the Lord has in store for us. So reconnecting ourselves back to nature, whether that be through daily walks to slow ourselves down a little bit more, Maybe it's um, 
just grounding outside barefoot. Maybe it's drinking your coffee in the morning outside with some sunshine, maybe doing more hiking, maybe making more time to just go on a date with yourself and enjoy something outdoors outside of the environment of the hustle that is, you know, pretty embedded into a lot of us. Um, I just feel like it's so important. You know, it's always so grounding. It always feels so wonderful for my soul. And if you ever feel like you come into a place where you feel creatively blocked, going out for a walk always, always inspires many new ideas just because we're able to, you know, see something new, feel the fresh air and reconnect with who we truly are. Again, we're nature and we forget that we are, but we have the same cycles within us. We are made from the same things. And so we have to constantly remind ourselves that we are nature too. We're not just humans. We're nature. Humans are nature. And so we require the sunlight and hearing the birds and being one with the trees and the flowers and the grass and the dirt and the wind and and tuning into everything that's happening outside of just being a human and having that experience which can be very egotistical and this goes into another question that i have here in what ways does the universe speak to me um this one is also really important because i think there's so many signs that are always being delivered to us through our dreams, through the symbolism of what a specific bird or animal means. Um, I know that I find myself so much more connected and peaceful when I tune into the wildlife, simply the wildlife or my plants, you know, and the medicine they offer. And just really going back to how connected we all are I think it's important to reflect on the meaning of how things are showing up in our lives and I know that not all of us you know tune in like that or believe it and I definitely have my seasons where I feel completely disconnected and I have to tell you though that when I tune in to all of the signs that the universe gives me when I tune into the medicine of the animals or the plants I feel more creative. I feel more passionate about life. You know, something within me gets ignited every single time that I connect back with it. And I also love connecting with cacao. You know, so make a list of things that that connect you with your intuition, with your inner self, with that beautiful wisdom that does live within all of us, uh, where we're able to bypass the facade of, you know, our ego roles as humans, as a mom, as a wife, as a teacher, as a creator, whatever it is that we are, Um, tuning into that, you know, I feel like it it really does personally for me just make, make my life more enjoyable and meaningful and inspiring and passionate. And the last prompt that I wanted to share with you guys is what do my dreams feel like? Now, this one can go in two ways. Your actual dreams that you're having at night, what do they feel like? You know, because dreams can tell us a lot about how we really are feeling in our mind, things that we're not really paying attention to. And then dreams show up and we have the craziest, wildest, disturbing dreams. That can really say a lot about our internal state of being. Um, But also, what, how do your actual dreams feel like? Your 
your goals and aspirations? Do they excite you? Do they move you? Are you excited to pursue them and to bring them into reality? Or are you kind of nonchalant or maybe you're feeling uninspired? And if you are, why is that so? You know, especially if you are in the beginning of your self-discovery journey. And truth be told, this is an ongoing journey till the end of life because as we're always constantly evolving and growing, we're going to have different passions and we're going to have different um, purposes and different We're going to have a different meaning for every area of our life. It's not always going to stay the same because we're all evolving and we're changing. And so that just, it's something that naturally happens. So if you don't know what your real dreams are, this is where journaling is such a powerful practice because you start to find the answers, you know, through your meditation, through your, the quieting of the mind. And going into that space of stillness where all of the infinite possibilities exist. That's one of the ways that meditation has helped me in my life tremendously is going into the space in between my thoughts where there's silence, nothing, yet everything is existing in this space, right? Because if you think about it, in between one thought to the other, there's always a small little space where anything can happen. And so by tuning into that space, you can drop in there once in a while through a meditation practice, you can start to bring ideas that you otherwise would not have because the mind is constantly moving. So this is why meditation is very, very important. So with that being said, I'm going to close it off by just kind of saying a really important uh, ritual that you can do before even sitting down to journal is just meditating for 20 minutes or read the questions once over and then sit in meditation and just let whatever answers come to you and then begin your journaling practice. But I promise you, when people say you got to do the work, this is what doing the work is literally sitting down to meditate and to let these beautiful, intuitive ideas come to you and sitting down to think and also write down what you want. That is doing the work. And that alone will set you apart because Not a lot of people take the time to do something so simple, yet so profound and so life-changing. So I hope you're able to gift yourself the space, the time. I hope you find it and um, not find it. You have the space, but I hope you um, intentionally create a space for you to, you know, discover yourself and keep rediscovering who you are. So with that being said, have a blessed and beautiful day. Anything else you guys need to know, it's going to be left down in the comments section um, in the info bar. And I can't wait to read your feedback, of course, in the comments section. Have a blessed and beautiful day.